Hello and welcome to our weekly podcast from Faith Point Church, Auckland, New Zealand. We hope you will encounter God afresh in this week's teaching segment. If you enjoy this podcast and would like to hear more, then you can visit us at www.faithpoint.org.nz. And now for today's message. Good morning, Faith Point Church and those that are watching online. What a great morning to be here with you today on Resurrection Sunday, Easter Sunday morning 2020. While the world is being cast into chaos with the COVID-19, today we can celebrate the cornerstone of the Christian faith, the death and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. I'd like to share a short message of both proclamation and also promise today called It Is Finished. You know, the four Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke and John, paint an incredible picture of the life of Jesus Christ. The initial uh, brushstrokes from the painter show us this baby that's born in a manger in Bethlehem. But the baby is surrounded by supernatural phenomena. There's angelic choirs that are singing glory to God, peace on earth and goodwill to all men. It would then be many, many years, 30 years, where it seems like the painter has stopped painting this picture. It's almost like the paint gets uh, crusted over and begins to crack when suddenly 30 years later the brush strokes leap back into life. And uh, we see uh, a man who is born blind from birth suddenly being able to see. We see another man who's never been able to walk, suddenly he can walk. Or the brother uh, who has two sisters who love him dearly who's been dead for four days and suddenly he's raised out of the tomb with a loud voice and he comes forth uh, from death to life. Uh, We see crowds that are listening to this man speak as a man has never spoken before, hanging off every word of this man. And we see uh, three and a half years later, uh, a picture being painted of him coming into Jerusalem. And as he enters Jerusalem on a donkey, We see palm branches being laid down. We see the crowd all excited and yelling and cheering and worshipping. We see young children crying out, Hosanna, Hosanna in the highest. And then suddenly the unthinkable begins to happen. Large brushstrokes of black and confusion begin to be etched across that painting as suddenly the man is arrested. He's betrayed by one of his own. He's led away. He faces a great injustice. And uh, as he is, the sentence is passed, he suffers immense torture and, and physical uh, damage to his body. He's then led to a hill Uh, just out of the town of Jerusalem called Golgotha. And on that hill, they lay him on top of a cross and they crucify him and they erect that cross between two thieves. There's soldiers that are looking on and different that begin to gamble for his garments. And there in those final moments of his life, hanging on that cross, he cries out one word, tetelestai. In English, it's translated, it is finished. Tetelestai. The word conveyed more than just a task completed. It also implied all that could be done had been done. Whatever happened 
in that moment on that cross that day, it was now all over. It was finished. Nothing could be added to it. Nothing could be taken away from it. Further suffering would be pointless at this moment. Nothing else could be done. And so Jesus died. So what did it mean? Well, first of all, initially to the disciples, that word to Telestai, it was a word of defeat. We know that John, one of the 12, was standing at the foot of that cross with Jesus' mother Mary. And no doubt John carried the news and he said, I, I saw it with my own eyes to the other uh, 10 disciples. And, he, and as he's bringing the message, there's a tinge in all of them, a tinge of absolute defeat. All that promise that they saw, all those bright brushstrokes, all the excitement and the enthusiasm enthusiasm that they'd seen grow in their heart day by day, week by week, as they walked the roads of Israel with Jesus Christ. All of it seemed to just disappear and leave them. Tetelestai, the word conveys that the job was finished, but to the disciples, they thought Jesus was finished. We know that Christ revealed himself uh, under disguise to two men walking on the road to Emmaus, and they were filled with discouragement. It was like they were saying, we put all of our eggs in this one basket, and now it's all come to nothing as they walked that dusty road with Jesus that day. You could sense the bitterness in their voices. I can imagine Peter, the fisherman, saying, I've left my occupation. I left everything else behind. All for what? All for nothing. It's just all come to nothing. Tetelestai, to the disciples, it was a word of defeat. Satan heard it as a word of surrender. We know that every step of the life of Christ involved a life and death struggle against Satan. Satan moved King Herod's hand to kill all the babies two years old and under where it was said that Jesus Christ was born, wanting to extinguish the life of the infant Messiah. We know that he visited Christ after his 40 days of fasting in the desert and he goaded him to jump off the temple to assure what would be his death, tempting him, uh, opposing him every step of the way. And we know that finally Satan entered the heart of Judas Iscariot and caused him to be betrayed so that he would be arrested, taken away, and they could finally finish this man who had caused so much good in the world that they could cause, and Satan specifically could cause his death. The scripture leaves us in no doubt as to what Satan's estimation of the cross was in 2 Corinthians uh, in 1 Corinthians chapter 2 verse 8 it says none of the rulers of this age knew for had they known they would not have crucified the Lord of glory Satan had no idea what was really happening behind the scenes at the cross that day and so he viewed this final word this word it is finished as a word of defeat that day what about the father well to the father it was a completely different story those words it is finished they were words of great accomplishment we know that as Jesus was hanging on the cross just before he cried out I thirst it says Jesus knowing that all things were now accomplished that the scripture might be fulfilled said I thirst 
everything that had been prophesied, all the many, many hundreds of prophecies under the Old Testament about the coming Messiah were now completed. Finally, the the wages of sin, which is death, the price for our sin was now being paid. The job was being completely accomplished, completely carried out, that Jesus Christ carried out the penalty for our sins, which was death by he himself dying on our behalf. The physical death of Jesus was payment in full. And as he gathers his last final breath, to Telestai, he begins to share this wonderful secret of accomplishment with the world. It's interesting, the word is actually an accounting term, and the Latin equivalent was found on many receipts, and it meant paid in full. Praise the Lord. And so Jesus' choice of word here begins to give us an important clue to what he actually meant. What he was saying is a great shout of victory. It is finished. I've paid it in full. You know, let me illustrate this. A young boy who was uh, absolutely deathly allergic to bee stings was driving in his car with his father one day. It was a beautiful spring day. They had the windows down and suddenly a bumblebee flies into the car and the boy panics, thinking if I'm going to get stung now, I'm going to die. And his father deftly reached out with his left hand and he grabs the bee in his hand and then he squeezes slightly and then he lets the bee go and it begins to fly again and the boy is in total panic thinking I'm still going to get stung and his father slowly opens his hand and shows his son and in the palm of his hand is the sting from the bee and he said son you don't need to worry I've taken the sting in my own hand. And you know, that's a great illustration of what Christ has done. The Bible says, where is your sting, O death? That Jesus Christ took the final sting of humankind, death itself, upon his own body. He suffered and he died. And when he said it is finished, he meant I've taken the full penalty of your sin. Death no longer has the sting in it because I took it upon myself today. Nothing more could be done. Nothing more would be required today to secure the salvation of sinners. Hebrews chapter 10 verse 12 said, but this man, after he had offered one sacrifice for sins forever, sat down at the right hand of God. One sacrifice of sins forever. You know, up until this time, the altars had flowed with blood sacrifices. The altars had flowed with man appeasing God on behalf of their sins, shedding the blood of animals and goats on behalf of their own sinfulness. And the the Bible here says, when Jesus says it is finished, it means there's no more need for blood sacrifices anymore. Once and for all time, Jesus Christ has accomplished it. He has paid it in full today. Praise the Lord. What death did to Jesus is nothing compared to what Jesus did to death. I want to say that again today. What death did to Jesus is nothing compared to what Jesus did to death that day. You know, Michelangelo is considered one of the greatest artists of all time. 
And yet he was a very temperamental man. And they've found many half-finished, half-completed works of Michelangelo. Well, I want to tell you something today. Jesus never half-completed the job. He paid it in full. He completed it once and for all time on our behalf. Job done. Job finished. Job completed. Mission accomplished today. Praise the name of the Lord. Jesus left nothing undone today. He offers salvation to us as a finished work. There's nothing left for you or I to do, which brings us to an important question today. What does his declaration to Telestai mean for men and women and children on the earth today? Well, to the follower of Jesus, to the Christian, to the believer, it is a word of absolute and utter assurance today. The assurance that what needed to be done has been done, that our salvation has been secured that our eternity is now settled in heaven with God because of what Jesus Christ has done. We don't have to try and be saved. We are saved through the finished work of what Jesus Christ accomplished. It means that our acceptance before God is now complete. We are accepted in the beloved. You know, many Christians receive Christ and then they go about trying to please God as if they need to earn their salvation for the rest of their days. Friends, it's done. It's already been accomplished. We don't have to do it anymore. Jesus Christ has completed it all for us today. To those yet to believe, finally, this is a word of salvation. It means the end of your searching for forgiveness. It means the end of your search to get right with God between you and him. It means the end to your search to get rid of the burden of guilt that we all carry as sinners before a holy God today. Romans 10 verse 9 says this, that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart, one believes unto righteousness and with the mouth, confession is made unto salvation. Friends, the death of Jesus Christ provides righteousness and forgiveness for all of us. Today, as we believe in our heart, and we confess with our mouth, the Bible makes the promise that we can and we shall be saved through what Jesus has accomplished on our behalf. It means there's nothing more that you can do to save yourself today. It is a finished work. There's no DIY. There's no work. There's no do-it-yourself job yet to be accomplished. Jesus Christ meant those final words, tetelestai. It is finished this morning. I want to issue you an invitation today. What does this cry mean for you this morning? Well, if you're already a follower of Christ and you're a believer and you're walking with Jesus Christ, you have a great assurance in your heart this morning that no matter what happens to you, no matter what COVID-19 can do to the earth, it can't touch your life because your eternity has been secured. He who has the Son has eternal life. He who does not have the Son does not have eternal life. I want to ask you the question today, 
is my final part of this message. And the question is simply this today. And this is what I want to ask you. Do you have the Son of God in your life? Have you received Jesus Christ as your Savior? Is He in your heart? Are you walking with Him? Because He's offered you, He's paid it in full today, and He would like you to receive Himself into your life. I would like to invite you to pray a prayer with me this morning on this Easter Sunday morning. And if it's not this, Easter's not the day that that you're watching this uh, broadcast, I want to encourage you, no matter what day of the week, is no matter what time of the year it is today today can be a day of salvation for you God is drawing near to you today he's drawing close to you he wants to breathe life into you he wants to give you a fresh start will you pray this prayer with me to receive Jesus Christ in your life dear Lord Jesus I believe that you died for my sins I believe that you love me that you paid it in full on my behalf that you suffered and died Please forgive me today for my waywardness. Cleanse me from my sin. And today I ask you, Jesus Christ, to come into my life. I want to receive you as my Lord and Savior. Will you enter my life right now? I receive you into my body. And I thank you, Lord, that today, through what you've accomplished, I can become a child of God. And I thank you for this gift of salvation. Help me to walk with you today and every other day in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, if you prayed this prayer uh, with me this morning, I would love for you to share what you've done with another Christian that you may know and let them know that you've become a follower of Christ, a Christian, a a son or daughter of God. God bless you today. And I pray that uh, today will be a joyful day for you and every other day in Jesus name.